I'm Von Beaker, a local musician in Edmonton, Canada, and this is my journey to make it small. In each episode, I'll talk to people who can help me make it and help me figure out what making it even means. I'll talk to producers, artists, engineers, bookers. I hope to hear from you too on our Facebook group, We Can Make It Small, or through the Anchor app. More on that later. For now, let's take another step on the journey. Welcome to episode 11. Today is a little bit different. I'm going to focus on my own career a little bit, giving you an update on where I've come since I gave you the last update back in episode 7. And I'm also going to tell you about some exciting updates to this podcast. Those updates have everything to do with building community and involving you in this show uh, and making sure it's the most helpful it can be for you and where you're at in your journey to make it small. So those updates have everything to do with an app and a platform called Anchor.fm that I've been interested in for the last couple of years and I've kind of been watching from a distance and playing with and experimenting with, but they've done some things recently that uh, convinced me to jump in with both feet and give this platform a try. So uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but first let's, let's bring you up to speed on where I'm at. First, I want to just touch base on some of the numbers that I shared uh, back in episode 7. Von Beeker shares his stats. I think I said it then, then, and I feel like I need to say it now. I don't share these numbers to brag. Uh, some of them I'm proud of. A lot of them you'll see are not brag-worthy numbers. But I share them because these are hard numbers to find at this level. Usually when I hear numbers of how other artists are doing in streaming or... Uh, revenue or followers or whatever it's always like how will I ever get to those numbers so um, I don't ever hear numbers from people who don't have great numbers and so I've been doing this for a couple of years now Uh, this is where my numbers are at whether I like it or not and I thought it might help you to hear uh, some of these stats uh, and some updates even in the last several months since I shared them back at the end of July 2017 so let's start there uh, first of all, music sales. Uh, when I, when I uh, shared my music sales data back in July 2017, the picture was not encouraging. Now, this is just online um, download sales from online retailers, not from my own website at vonbeaker.com. This would be things like iTunes, Google Play, uh, and I think those make up the majority of the sales that I've made. So uh, as of the end of uh, July, I think it was the 26th that I shared this last time, um, 14 downloads is what I had had from two EPs and a couple of singles. Now I should say since then I've released uh, two singles, no full albums or EPs or anything like that that's been new. And I now have 15 downloads, so just one one more paid download there. Um, Streaming. In total, back in July 20, uh, two, July 2017, I had 263 streams on Spotify. And all I can tell you is that in the last 365 days now, I've had 169. So it's hard to compare those numbers because they're not, there's an overlap there and they're not like a true comparison uh, because some of those 365 days would have been included in that 263 number. So the number is, I think, gotten better but it doesn't get reflected in in that comparison. 
Uh, now, in the last episode when I did this, I told you that the music distribution service that I use is called distrokid.com. And DistroKid has a bank, and the bank kind of puts all the revenue that you've made um, from selling your music digitally and distributing it digitally, things like Spotify streams and Apple Music streams and Apple iTunes downloads and all that stuff added up into a bank. And last time I told you that my bank had accrued a whopping $13 and change uh, in the year and some that it had been up and running. And now I can report that I've made about five more dollars since then. So my bank today sits at $18.52. So I will not be retiring on my digital distribution bank anytime soon. Now let's head over into some social media. First up, Spotify. Last time I checked in, there were 56 people following me on Spotify. That number has gone up to 100, and that's a number I'm pretty proud of because I've worked really hard. It's surprisingly difficult to grow uh, my follower number on Spotify, and I've heard this from some of you as well. So I'd love to hear more about your experiences uh, with your Spotify following, how you've maybe had successes with that, uh, or if that's been a challenge for you. Second, Bands in Town. Bands in Town is a service where people can download an app and it will tell you uh, when people are playing that you want to see play. Uh, now, last time we checked in back in July, I had 42 trackers on Bands in Town. These were people that signed up to get notifications about my concerts. Now I have 69 trackers on Bands in Town. I'm pretty excited about that because I haven't actually done very much to grow that number and I don't play very many shows anywhere other than my hometown here in Edmonton. So I'm I'm pretty happy with how that's kind of growing organically. Next up is YouTube. Now this is something I'm a little sad about because YouTube has changed some of their policies for monetization. That's the ability to make money off of your videos and kind of how seriously they take you. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, if you're anywhere underneath 1,000 subscribers, I believe it is, uh, or is it 4,000 subscribers? Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of subscribers, more than I have. Now, the good news is, uh, last time we checked in, I had only 17 subscribers on YouTube, and now I'm up to 121. I worked really hard to get it over 100 because there were some features and things that I could use. Um, if I had over 100 subscribers, including the ability to name my channel something other than some weird gobbledygook collection of characters. So thanks for everybody that's um, subscribed to my YouTube channel. I still put up videos there. Um, I've started putting up videos every Tuesday, and I think that's something that's helped over time to grow that subscriber base. And it's not growing, uh, exploding like a volcano or anything, but it is progressing slowly but surely. So that's good. So let's go back to those old social networks. Uh, Twitter, I had 1,205 followers last time, 1,379 this time. I don't really know what to do with Twitter anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people that follow me over there, but it's gotten to be an angry, grumpy place a lot of the time, and I don't like to spend a lot of time over there. So, yeah, it's sad. Uh, Instagram, things are sunnier over there. Uh, I like seeing all your pictures. 
and hopefully you like seeing my pictures and uh, more of you do than did last time which is good so 577 followers as of July and now here in February 896 followers so I'm gunning for that 1000 spot now Facebook uh, I had 234 likes last time and I've upped that to 353 likes I've been doing a whole lot of marketing on Facebook and I hope to do an episode a whole episode on Facebook marketing and what I've been learning and how it's been working but before I can do that I actually have to understand what I've been learning and if it's been working so I hopefully that's to come soon um, but that's been slow and steady growth which is good uh, SoundCloud, I have gained three new followers over the last several months, um, which is fine. It brings my total up to 98, and I don't really care about SoundCloud that much anymore, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a wasteland for me right now. Now, my email list. This is something that everyone will tell you is your most important asset, uh, because these are people that you can communicate with directly. Uh, whenever you like and they actually want to hear from you so all of you who are on my email list thank you if you're not on my email list uh, I would love to send you I've switched over to kind of a more conversational format where I just do a few short paragraphs of something that I'm thinking through or wrestling through or excited about um, and I'd love to bring you into that process uh, you can sign up at vonbeaker.com now in July my email list had been pretty stagnant at 34 subscribers and I've been pushing in various directions to increase that, and it's up to 74 now. Uh, I'd love to get it up over 100 sometime very soon. Um, and if you have ideas on how to do that, please let me know. Now, website visitors, um, I think the period was the past 30 days, and in July that 128 people have visited my website. As of today, the last 30 days, it's been 248 people visiting my website. So. All of those numbers are increasing. None of them are exploding, but I think that's okay. One of the things that I'm learning on this journey to make it small is that this is a long game. So hopefully if you're sitting there with numbers that are less than encouraging, you'll be encouraged that A, you're not alone, and B, um, things do tend to get ex exponential over time. Once they grow, they start to grow a little faster. That's something that I've seen. Um, so that's been good. So enough about me. I want to talk about you for a minute. I mentioned at the beginning of this show that this podcast is taking a new direction towards community in a couple of significant ways. The first of these ways is that we've started a Facebook group called We Can Make It Small. We Can Make It Small. So if you like the Facebook page, Make It Small podcast, it's pretty easy to find the group. But I think you can just search uh, for We Can Make It Small and the group should come up for you on Facebook and you can join. Um, and the idea behind that community is just a way to extend kind of the mission of this podcast and to hear your stories and your suggestions. Um, it can be a place where we can share resources. We can share struggles. We can ask questions. So if that's something you'd like to be involved with, um, please join the Facebook group. Another exciting way that I'm going to be using that Facebook group is throwing out questions that will get folded back into the podcast, what the answers are from you and the community. Uh, so I had some a couple of those questions this week, and I want to share those with you now. 
The first question I threw out on our Facebook group was this, what is your other job? So by other job, I mean, we're all here as musicians trying to make it or make it small anyways. Um, but usually that means we do something else during the day. And if that is you, what is that other job? And I actually got uh, one response that surprised me from someone who doesn't do anything different during the day. This is their full-time job, which is amazing. So I want you to hear from him and some other answers now. Hey Dave, this is Benjamin Williams here. Just doing this voice memo for your podcast. Um, so I've been a full-time musician all of my life. That entails busking before and after Oilers games and at farmer's markets and on White Avenue and LRT stations every now and then. Uh, I actually started busking on White Avenue. And, um, you know, doing gigs as well, proper gigs, charity events, weddings, gatherings, all that type of stuff. And I actually briefly taught I was a guitar teacher, an assistant guitar teacher, and a substitute for uh, the Abbotsfield Music Program. And that was a program that taught kids uh, age 6 to 12 and gave them free lessons in the Abbotsfield area for uh, low-income families. And it was pretty cool. It was a sweet gig. Um, so, yeah, that's basically my situation. I'm looking... In the near future, especially to angle more into the gigs sector, just because there's a little bit more, you know, just slightly more security, you know, and like I know it'll end up there eventually as long as I just put in the work. And right now I'm just figuring out how to best go about that. I mean, I'm doing all right, you know, but it'll it'll just get better. We'll see. Thanks a lot, man. That was Benjamin Williams. Here's Seth Kent. So I'm now a full-time musician with my wife, uh, but I've done a lot of jobs in my in my time. Most recently, I was a landman with oil and gas, and then uh, before before that, I worked full-time as tour support and studio management uh, for a couple of bands Um, turns out I didn't really like doing that and I wasn't actually that great at it I was a pretty good land man but I was not a great tour support guy Um, but that's what I used to do and then about two and a half years ago China and I decided to go full time so we've been trying to make a go of it since then The second question I had for the Facebook group this week was, what is the strangest gig you have ever played? And I was really looking forward to these answers. So I want to share a couple of those with you now. I am no stranger to strange gigs, as I often play with dancers and other multidisciplinary artists creating works in and performances in places that may not be your typical concert halls. Two of my favorite gigs are a chance I got to do a installation piece with Mile Zero Dance 
I had to sing Sride La Vampa, an aria from Verdi's a Verde opera. And I had to pedal a stationary bicycle in the dark as I sang this opera and as I pedaled a light lit me up and I was wearing a big a corset and hair all done up in glamour kind of diva style it was a piece called Stella's Dream by Jerry Marita and the other gig I had again with Mile Zero Dance we were celebrating Art's birthday at at Skona Pool and everyone came and dressed in their ball gowns and suits and went swimming in the pool but we were the entertainment and so I uh, was using my loopers and saxophone and sang and created an ambient kind of music for dancers to dance. Um, we were fully dressed in red and then all of us ended up in the pool together afterwards so those are probably two of my uh, favorite strange yet very fun gigs thanks to karen porka for that incredible answer so that's the facebook group i really hope you'll join us on facebook i'd love to hear your story how you're trying to make it small in your own market uh, maybe you're here in edmonton maybe you're somewhere else in the world as some of some of our members already are and uh, there'll be more questions coming now, I want to talk about Anchor.fm as well. So Anchor is an app uh, that's just in its third version, and this new version of Anchor makes it super easy for anybody to make a podcast uh, and distribute it everywhere, uh, including Spotify, apparently, which is pretty amazing. So the reason I've liked, liked Anchor for a long time is because Anchor has always been about social audio. Um, so basically, you can think of it like a Facebook or a Twitter or an Instagram. Maybe Instagram is the best analog, but for audio. So you can post little bits of audio and have people respond to them with little bits of audio. It's almost like a phone conversation, but not in real time. Um, maybe hard to explain, but pretty cool when you experience it. Now, with this new update, they've shifted more towards podcasting, which I think is actually really good. Because what Anchor offers that uh, nothing else offers that I'm aware of is the ability to incorporate community input and feedback into a podcast feed. So the podcast can really become a communal or collective experience, which I think is perfect for this show. Because I don't want this just to be about me trying to make it small. I want it to be about you trying to make it small. So uh, when we pose these questions... You can actually go on the Anchor app. You just download it from your app store. I believe they have it for iOS and for Android. And just look for Anchor. Uh, it'll have like a purple icon with like a little beacon uh, kind of um, in white over the purple circle. Um, and then you download that app, set up an account, and look for Make It Small. And as you're listening, the episode will actually be broken up into segments. And you can listen to each segment and, and reply send in a direct message, an audio message, to the segment. Now, when you do that, I'll actually get a notification letting me know that somebody has sent in a message uh, to me about the show, and I can review those and decide to save them and incorporate them into uh, that episode on Anchor, fold them back into the episode, or uh, save them and incorporate them into a future episode. So I think this could be a lot of fun. Of course, it's only as fun as... Uh, 
the amount of people that use it. So I invite you to install Anchor, give it a try. Maybe you've wanted to start a podcast yourself. It is a super easy way to do it just using nothing but your phone. Um, but even if you just want to take part in this show, uh, install the Anchor app, give it a try. The other way that we're using Anchor is Anchor offers free podcast hosting. So I've moved the files over to Anchor and that transition is probably going to take a couple of days to complete. Um, but you can now find the podcast over at anchor.fm slash make it small. And that's where all the new episodes are going to be arriving with uh, all the new features that Anchor has introduced and will be introducing as well. So this show just became a lot more communal and a lot more interactive. We'll still be having interviews in this similar format to what we've had in the past, um, but we'll also be doing some more interactive segments like this. Now, I wanted to finish off uh, by sharing something from me to you. I recently published a blog post called, Hey 2018, This is Where We're Going. For me, this is laying out a roadmap of what I want to achieve this year in music, and it got a really good response. So I thought as we close in this episode, uh, bringing us all into this community together and of me kind of sharing a checkup of how I'm doing before we get back to our regular schedule of interviews uh, in the next two weeks, I thought I would end by sharing this post with you in case you didn't have a chance to read it yet. 2018 was a big year for me, and I'm ramping things up in 2018. I feel like I'm hitting my stride as a musician, so rather than doing anything totally different, I'll be doubling down on what has been working and sharpening my focus. I've got four overarching goals. Refine my brand, enlarge my audience, release new music, and collaborate. Each of these targets has some specific goals and actions attached. Here's how I plan to get there. Refine my brand. The more I look into artist marketing, the more I see that everything begins with knowing who my audience is, which means knowing who I am. This is surprisingly difficult. I've been asking you who I sound like and why you listen to my music. I'll keep doing that and work through some worksheets I found to help this process online. Leah McHenry calls this discovering my micro niche, a specific laser focused group who is into what I make. So far, this process has led me to update my one-line bio to this. Bowtie rock to haunt your heart. Bowtie rock isn't a real genre, of course, but ask most singer-songwriters what their genre is and we'll hum and haw about how we don't fit into any box. So why not invent a box that is evocative of what I'm doing? To me, bowtie rock speaks of a classiness I try to bring to everything I do, and it speaks to effort. I get dressed up for every freaking show, even on video. Bowtie rock also juxtaposes worlds, which suits me fine. I never feel fully at home in folk because I like some grit and edge. But if I'm a rocker, I'm a decidedly nerdy and dapper one. I care that my socks match and I'm good at computers. So be it. That second half, to haunt your heart, speaks to the emotional and spiritual impact I aim for with every song. I want to reach inside of listeners with my lyrics, but even more so, craft sonic spaces you can live inside for a few beautiful moments. I'm curious to know what you think of all this. Even if it's the right branding, there's the whole question of how to communicate that clearly with people who have no idea who I am. 
I'm glad there are smart people who teach this stuff. Middle-class musician. As 2017 closed out, I enrolled in Derek Webb's online course, Middle-Class Musician. Webb assures me that a solid middle-class income is possible making music on my own terms, harnessing the power that is the World Wide Web. He's done well for himself, so I'll try my darndest to follow his advice this year. Enlarge my audience. I've been consistently pumping out content on Facebook and YouTube, and I've found a good rhythm. The goal now is not to create more content, but to better leverage what I'm already making so that more people interact with it. This means upping my blogging and social media game to capitalize on the music, podcasts, and videos I'm creating. Facebook Live. I'll be running Facebook ads to help promote everything I'm making to new ears and eyes, especially my weekly live broadcasts. I'll also be upping the audio quality of these broadcasts in the near future, and I'm toying with ideas to make each week more unique. I may do some live shows on location, any ideas, and invite some guests to play along. Interested? Concerts near and far. I've just landed a residency of sorts at The Art of Cake, where I'll begin playing monthly early this year to new ears. My first outing there was fantastic on all fronts. I'm aiming for three house concerts this year because I love the listening-centered space. If you'd like to host one, it's simple. Let's chat. I'm also aiming for a small tour. Even a weekend will count for this goal. And at least one festival gig. It's time to play outside my hometown, and this is the year it will happen. Number targets. As my audience expands, I expect to see my various online communities grow as well. Specifically, I'm aiming for at least 100 views on every YouTube video I release, 100 email subscribers, and 200 Spotify followers. This will most likely be an extension of the growth I've already achieved in 2017, so totally doable. Patreon growth. I rounded out 2017 with 10 patrons on Patreon, which is so awesome. My Patreon community enables me to do much of what's on this list and to dream bigger in 2018 than I have before. I hope to have 50 patrons at any amount of support by the end of 2018, and I know I can get there. I'll be focused on releasing content to patrons first this year, whether it's a new single, a new YouTube video, or episodes of my Make It Small podcast. I'll be posting weekly to my blog in 2017, and patrons will be the first to hear about those posts, and first to even access many of them. Record new music. 2018 will be the year I record an album. Finally. I may not get it released this year, but it will be recorded. I'm applying for grants soon to fund this project, and I've got some people in mind I want to work with. I have a lot of music in me, and I want to hear it played the way it sounds in my head, live with other musicians. I'll be releasing more self-recorded singles throughout the year, too with a holiday EP in mind for late 2018. I haven't decided which song it will be yet, but one of my 2018 releases will be a well-produced cover, which should help me gain some traction with new listeners. Collaborate with other artists. I'm getting hungry for a backing band. I had a taste a couple of times in 2017, and I noticed a marked rise in energy when I have a band with me. I've resisted this for economic reasons so far, but I've met some great players who are willing to take some risks with me. 
so I look forward to more full band shows in 2018. I plan to practice monthly with the band this year, so we are ready to rock. Co-writes. In the summer of 2017, I began my first long-distance co-write with Chelsea Marie Davis from California. The song is called War of a Waltz. It's beautiful, and I cannot wait to finish and share it with you. I'd like to write and release one more of these co-writes this year because every time I do it, I learn a lot. Super Secret Duo Project. Well, maybe it's not that secret, but I have an indie pop duo in the works with the fabulous Laura Joel. This project lets me play with beats and buttons more than usual, which I'm really excited for. Expect a show or two from us this year. I've got a fair amount of work ahead of me, but because I've established some solid weekly rhythms in 2017, I know I can do this. This will be the lens by which I judge opportunities and obligations in 2018. Because I have support from my community, this is all possible. Thanks for being with me as I win and fail in the coming year. In hope, Von Beaker. That's it for today. If you listen on Anchor, and I really think you should, don't forget to reply to some of the questions in this episode to get featured in a future episode. Please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for We Can Make It Small. You can find and share past episodes and subscription links at anchor.fm slash make it small or search for make it small on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify Podcasts too. My music lives at vonbeaker.com. V-O-N-B-I-E-K-E-R.com. I'd love to send you my newsletter with more stories and inspiration every week. Now get out there and make it small.